Hello, people. This is Just Because the Human Experience Podcast. I'm still Michael Lobo. This is episode 171. This was recorded February 25th. Today's March 3rd. My guests, my brother Chris, and my friends Nat and Frank. And I'm excited for this. We reviewed Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That's it. We share our thoughts on what we liked, disliked. If you have a movie suggestion or a TV series you want to you hear us review and uh, poke around with and poke around with, what the hell? And get thoughts for, feel free to let us know just because pod at gmail.com or anything if you just want to say hi or topic suggestions or ways for me to shut up. That's a good one. Enjoy. Hi, Dynasty, Chris. Hi, Michael. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I was scared. Hi, Nat. Oh, no. She's in the quantum realm. She is. We can't reach her. She's there. We're not smart enough to build a communication device. I, I, I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chidi Adagonye, the guy who could read thoughts. How you doing? I'm good. How are your kids? Man, they're okay. They're coughing <laughs> up a lung, lungs. But they at but least they're not in prison. They're not in prison. Uh, they're not um, in the quantum realm. So, out of those two things, they're pretty good. Um, <laughs> Nat, how are you doing? We can't hear you, Nat. Uh oh. Kang is here. Kang is here. No, nope. he's interrupted our communication. Nope, she's saying, "Hold on." <laughs> two words. Movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're they're better. Our baby only threw up the one time uh, in the middle of the night. So when we Aww. found her, she had barf and food all over herself. Oh, uh, it's really gross. Sounds like me every Tuesday night. No, that's a that's a problem. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Um, we're here to talk about your alcoholism. Um, oh, <laughs> we're gonna label it. Oh, Nat said one minute. Here we go. Frank is coming from the quantum realm. This is all good. I'm drinking my whiskey. Nice. What's up, Frank? Howdy. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. I was late also, so it wasn't uh, a... <laughs> I was like, wait, Frank's not... <laughs> Frank, no, where's Frank? Uh, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Other than I was literally napping up until like five minutes or two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Well, you could you could go right back after this. I appreciate you. You interrupted his nap. I did. That's a that's well, a yeah, huge. I thought it was five thirty because uh, we're used to being an hour ahead of y'all. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, we're not on the whatever whatever time when everything switches. I, I see faces I recognize. You know Nat. Oh like, yeah. Chris is like I don't know you. <laughs> um, in fact, I could last. Last weekend, when I had to come down to Phoenix real quick, I stayed with Natalie and Murphy. Oh, 
That's cool. I was I was wondering um, if you two knew each other. So that's that's pretty awesome. We I've done theater with both of these people, Chris. Okay, um, nice to meet you guys. And Chris is my brother, my fraternity brother. So um, we've known each other for a long ten. No, not ten years. Um, ten years. Ten Asian years. Um, yeah. I don't know <laughs> in other races what that would be. Um, hope Nat. It says your mic is off. You're good. Uh, you could you could <laughs> jump in whenever you you want. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Bob Barbarian, Shark Girl. Oh, Barbarian. Um, <laughs> talk about Saw movies one through four, and then the next episode will be the rest Done. of the Saw movies. Uh, no, Ant Man. There's a trauma film out there called uh, uh, The Thingy. It's about a living placenta. The That's Thingy. Yeah. Well, add it to my ever growing list. <laughs> it's terrible. Michael's terrible. list, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, my list is terrible. The thingy in 2013. The, it's terrible like I'd have fun watching it terrible or terrible don't watch it. Uh, so far the jury's out because we've only been able to, about, to get about halfway through it before we have to turn it off for a while. Got it. Okay. Well, I'll wait for you to finish. Then you let me know. <laughs> uh, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. What were your guys' thoughts uh, beforehand? And this is going to be interesting for me, I think, and pe- the seven people who listen in Brazil. The the spectrum, because some of us are very deep into like the MCU, like each thing, and then some of us are more casual viewers. And as far as these movies go, what were your guys' thoughts I guess when the trailer came out before seeing the movie, Chris, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I knew Jonathan Majors was going to be a big part in it, uh, even before Loki came out. Um, so knowing who his character was, I didn't know who King was from the comics. Because I knew that he was the next big bad of the MCU. He is the Thanos replacement. And I knew that Quantumania is it's more of like a setup movie than it is anything else. You know, we've already heard his two origin stories, so we don't need to know who Ant-Man is. So this was a Kang intro. And so I was really excited for it. Um, Just knowing all the endless possibilities that, you know, Kevin Feige and Marvel have, like, up their sleeve for the next three to 5,000 years. (laughs) Just have the projects laid out so well. Uh, Frank, what were your thoughts before seeing the movie? No, well, I'm not really, uh, yeah, I don't really, uh, I'm not a big MCU uh, follower. I've only seen maybe about half the movies, probably even less of the TV shows. But uh, Ant-Man's my favorite out mm-hmm. of all the MCU uh, films. So I definitely, the first two are are amongst my favorite. And uh, this one, I was excited to see Paul Rudd and the gang again. You know, their shows are always, their films are always fun and exciting and and really some great scenes so i was hoping it would fall in line with that yes hoping is the key word there Uh, (laughs) or at least if i'm if i can assume what uh you'll say in a little bit yeah for me i i was excited um i love how distinct at least when they try to be uh that each mcu movie character is and ant-man's movies are are very fun they're less serious than the other ones and uh it's definitely a specific vibe that the first two had so i i was looking forward to it i love jonathan majors um so 
you know, hearing that he was uh, attached to it. Um, I've always had a, a like a celebrity crush on Evangeline Lilly. So, of course, I'm a little biased towards that and Paul Rudd. Um, so, yeah, I was expecting some fun and I, I was excited. I went with uh, my brothers to see it last night, some brothers and friends. And uh, yeah, now we could talk about after actually seeing it. Frank, you just saw it like two hours ago, I think, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, we saw a 1230 showing this afternoon. Nice. Uh, what were your your overall thoughts? Um, I have more specific questions later on, but just, yeah, overall thoughts on on the, the movie. I thought it was great fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, really enjoyed it a lot. And I, I think I'm a MODOK fan. Uh, yes. to, uh, probably hands down my favorite thing in the film quite frankly very cool what about you chris um i really enjoy it uh you know i texted you michael saying i think i gave it an eight out of ten you did i think it delivered exactly what you expect from the ant-man movie mm-hmm. there was a lot of comical moments there was a lot of um is he a superhero but not really but he definitely is type moments um and seeing king's full introduction was nice mm-hmm. um just so you know the severity of what's going to come um so yeah i enjoyed it uh modok i'm i'm warming up to <laughs> <laughs> I, I i like the character of modok i don't know if i liked uh, what they did what they did with modok making him um uh darren cross mm-hmm. um that was a little bit uh odd for me but i do like modok as the character so Maybe I need to watch it one more time too. <laughs> yeah. Get the Modoc vibes. For me, yeah, I it was weird. I guess if we do just the basic, you know, uh school like A plus or whatever, I, I kinda I'm a kind of like seven out of ten. I, I liked it and it was it was it was good. I had fun watching it. I couldn't help feel a little disappointed though, going back to you know the uh the fun of the first two movies. I rewatched them to try to get ready. Uh, for this one, just so it was fresh in my brain, I, I was a bit let down that the the humor, the, it was there for some parts, but I I feel like the ratio was totally flipped the other way in this one. I know there was kind of a goal with I think maybe the director said in an interview they don't they know that the Ant Man movies have been sort of viewed as as palate cleansers, right? This is the fun MCU movie where nothing too serious happens. You can just go and it's fun and not be worried or stressed about like, how does this affect everything? So they wanted to, they wanted this one to feel important with everything else that it ties into. And I I did my best to avoid on social media, you know, people uh, posting stuff about it or even just uh, Google. uh, They're always listening to us. So it's like, read this review on Ant-Man. And of course the headline, I'm like, no, ah, shit. I read it. And um, people are shitting on this movie. I don't know if you guys, you guys are seeing that on your timelines or whatever, which is funny, like timelines, multiverse or quantum realm. But, uh, (laughs) but like for me, yeah, people are shitting on it. And I'm curious, is that what it's looking at with your friends um, or people, you know? No, my cousin, my dad, that went to go see with me. We gave it about the same score, about a seven to eight. Uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes was giving it like a 45%. Yeah. And, and it wow. was like matching Eternals for the lowest uh, opening weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, I definitely don't think it's that low. I agree with audience score of like a seven, eight, mm-hmm. you know, out of 10. I definitely don't understand how it got, you know, that low of a score. 
Wow. Yeah. How about you, Frank? How's did well, you see uh, it with people today or? Yeah, I went with one of my housemates who's a, a good friend of mine, and uh, he's huge in the MCU universe. Mm-hmm. So he's seen Loki. You know, he knows all the comics, etc. And he enjoyed it. He told me that really, definitely uh, that he thought it was really, really good. Am so. I on? You are. Yay! Three computers later, I'm here. I'm so sorry for interrupting, but here we go. I'm so sorry, friends. No, you're good. So, uh, Frank, you said your your housemate definitely liked it? Yeah, my housemate, Clay, he really liked it a lot. And he's a big MCU uh, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Nat, I'm glad you are here. Uh, What were your thoughts before seeing the movie and then thoughts, you know, after have seen seeing the movie? What the hell? I'm drunk. I was uh, listening while we were figuring out computers and everything. So uh, I'm going to be like the devil's advocate. So I am a big Marvel fan and we've been watching it in order. Whoa. We started last year and we're, we're two people that work a lot. So it's hard for us to coordinate. So we're at Black Widow's, but we literally got like a list in order of what how to watch these these films and we're at black widow That's so awesome. i'm a huge first phase i think it's referred to yeah this, you know until endgame it's a huge fan most of the movies in the first phase were you know if we're flicking around the, the tv and we see one of them on like iron man or you know black panther or the avengers we'll stop you know we'll stop what we're doing and we can we can watch it and we can still enjoy these films over and over again. So then this new phase started starting with the Eternals and we went and saw it. You're like, oh, this is going to be so good. And, we're, and we were just we're disappointed. So everything after Endgame has been a challenge for me. So mm-hmm. we saw the movie yesterday, 2.30 showing uh, with my husband and we watched it. And there's only like six other people in the theater and I looked over at my husband when it was over, and we we're both like, mm. oh. oh no. <laughs> now we love Ant-Man. We really do. The first one, great. The second one, really good. I love Paul Rudd. I, I also love back to Ant-Man. Uh, Michael Pena, who plays Luis, that character. Yes. I just absolutely love Luis. Yeah. I was hoping movie. he would be in the show, you know, Same. in the film. Same. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So it would, we did not enjoy the film. I would say like someone gave it a seven, someone gave it an eight. I'm more like a 6.5. CGI wise, visual wise with the world they created, hands down beautiful. That was so creative. Made me think about, wow, imagine many, you know, we think big universe. Now we're thinking about many, many small universes. I'm like, yes, that's, that's interesting. So uh I liked where it was going, and then it went really super flat for me. I thought it was, it lacked depth, lacked character arc. Mm-hmm. It was predictable. Sorry, guys. Don't like, I don't care for Modoc. <laughs> Shut it down. Turn off your third computer. You're like, You're mute that. Mute that. <laughs> Delete that part of the episode. Um, yeah, so, so now specifically, yeah, what moments didn't work since we're kind of in this area right now. What didn't work for you all? I just dominated the conversation. So let's <laughs> yeah, you had to play catch up. It's all right. I know. <laughs> you had to catch up a little bit. For me, I would say 
because it's a setup movie, you're not getting a whole lot of, you know, meat from this Ant-Man sandwich. It's the appetizer, right? Mm -hmm. It's the preparatory meal before you get ready. So knowing that, that's what kind of brought it down for me because I, after Endgame, you know, like Nat said, I think Endgame set the bar so high with everything that they did. And I think only a few movies in phase four did that, like Spider-Man and maybe Doctor Strange. All the other movies have been kind of hit and miss. So I think this one does, it doesn't do as much justice as in, in Endgame did, but mm. it's a setup movie. And I think we, uh, I need to remember that. Yeah. Good, good point. Absolutely good point. I did like Doctor Strange in the multiverse. So I was kind yes. of expecting from the trailers, I'm like, okay, it's going to be the reverse of that a little bit. And what I didn't care for about the film is that, oh, yet again, there's another child genius using, you know, paper clips and a rubber band to make a quantum portal uh, to another, the quantum verse. Like, how many genius child geniuses are there in this this world? Like everybody has one. Yeah. Well, during the during the five years when all the adults or not all the adults, but a lot of adults dusted, the kids were bored. I don't know. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is kind of you know after you have Riri and Wakanda Forever, and it it's sort of obvious like that they're setting up for the young Avengers. So like this group of sort of younger heroes to take over the older ones. So yeah, I didn't even think about like that another child child protege um, building a thing in the basement. Uh, I didn't even. And then we see our kids about... eat sand. Oh yeah, my kids eating <laughs> sand and like doesn't know how to blow his nose. And I'm like, oh, what? do I need to disappear for five years? What is going on? <laughs> Frank, what moments didn't work for you? Well, I definitely found it predictable, but I also find most MCU movies predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like. Uh, mentioned at the beginning i have in the comics etc so i'm kind of only seeing it from more of just a you know regular uh moviegoer kind of person that doesn't really know the timeline or know uh the full stories uh that being said i will say i've been a lot more less inclined to watch mcu movies since endgame there's a couple things that i have gotten into like wandavision i i thought was brilliant but that's really kind of that wakanda forever and this movie is really the only movies I've seen post Endgame. Mm. I definitely want to catch out the uh, the Doctor Strange one because I've heard good things about that. But yeah, uh, but like I said before, it, it, MCU movies are predictable. You know who's going to win. You know they're going to get out of whatever they're out of. You know the consequences aren't going to be that that heavy. So I just kind of uh, approach them as you know popcorn eating movie fun. Yeah, for so. sure. I know one that sort of bugged me was the Ant-Man movies. It's a heist. He has to kind of sneak in somewhere, steal a thing from somebody. And the trailers, it's it's he's Kang is asking him for help to go steal a thing from somebody or steal a thing for him. So I was interested. And I, you know, when they finally explained what it was going on, what he needed Scott to get, I sort of thought, well, this kind of sucks. This wasn't to me like a, a heist per se it was like can you go get that thing over there that i can't quite reach uh but because you have the suit uh you can go get it i but he's all powerful he's you know a genius he has all this technology but he can't quite mm-hmm. reach the thing over there on the <laughs> shelf like it yeah 
that felt weird. I, I would I would have rather it he ha, he has Cassie hostage and then um he says, Hey, you have the suit, your body's used to blooping up and down. Uh you go do it and I'll give you your daughter. I, I think I would have preferred that instead of it being advertised as a as a heist. He he needs these skills, these special skills. That didn't really work for me. Yeah. And to uh, comment on that, like Cassie and Scott are in the jail cell. All mm-hmm. Kang does is this. And right. he completely just tears them apart. Right. But then the minute they're out of that jail cell, it's like, oh, it's an even fight. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a it's a good fisticuffs fight. And um, oh, we'll we'll get to uh, get to the get to the damn ants. Uh, what <laughs> what were your thoughts on uh, King specifically as a as a character, but also as you know Jonathan Majors as an actor? Just what were sort of things that you disliked or liked about? king slash jonathan majors i don't recall seeing that actor before but i enjoyed uh, his performance i thought he had a fantastic presence i'm like this is this guy I mean, you know after the film makes you want to go like i am to be like what else has he done yeah uh i so that was i thought his presence but the character king at one point after the film we're walking to the car i'm like I checked out during the film because I, I there was times where i was not engaged or i didn't care so i'm like I missed something like what's his deal and my husband had to explain it to me but then I see like in the credits like all the Kangs and I'm like oh okay this is there's more coming so that was exciting yeah I like Nat did not know too much about who Jonathan Majors was and then all of a sudden like last year and this year he's popping up in like four movies mm-hmm. yeah so, I'm excited to see his uh, his boxer variant movie coming up. <laughs> wow, King the Boxer um, versus Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> v- versus Killmonger. Yeah, oh, versus Killmonger. Yeah, cheese. Uh, but I thought he he nailed the role, and I think one of the things I learned from Loki is this guy is menacing. He mm. is terrifying in terms of like how much power he has, how much he can control, how much he knows, and with this whole time travel, multiverse, quantum. Uh, world there's a lot of like really difficult terminology i would say not everyone's going to get what the quantum world is on their first time watching right but the fact that he's able to deliver all of these really challenging lines and really challenging just dialogue and make us more invested in something that none of us really know about that just shows his credibility as an actor so Mm. i am really looking forward to like what else he's going to produce yeah how about you frank I thought he did a great job. Being that how Chris said, yeah, he's been popping up. I've been seeing his name pop up, you know, quite a bit in the last you know, year or so, which is awesome. So yeah, I thought he did a good job with it. My uh, housemate filled me in on kind of uh, the storyline that our, had already happened through Loki with him, and kind of filled me in on uh, the MCU lore on the character. I thought he did a pretty good job. I have with missed it. the Loki. Okay. Oh, sorry, I've missed the Loki show, so I don't know the the reference, but. Hmm. Okay. Go, ch- go check that out. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It, I was going to say, maybe just watch the last episode, but I mean, it's six episodes. So <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's incredible, but uh, I, I see it as, you know, from an, like an acting standpoint. So the, the King variants, he gets this guy, Jonathan majors gets to be different Kangs and do different mannerisms, do different voices and do different, um, just just things and ticks and quirks with with each one he does even the kang that was in this movie 
is very different from the Loki Kang he did <gasps> in, in the show. And then when they do the end credits, when they sort of show three more up close and then a bunch of them in the, the crowd, I'm just, I'm in my head. I go, oh my God, what fun that would be as an actor to, to do, you know, the same person, yeah, but just time. a little bit different every time, how, how much fun that would be. Another issue I had, he got, he got whooped by ants and I, you know, he, uh, it's, he's all powerful again from the future. And, um, he got stomped, molly whopped by some ants. And, uh, you know, he did, yeah, he did the thing. And, <laughs> and he even, you know, he's like, uh, uh, when Scott goes, I'm an Avenger. All right. You done messed up now, boy. And, and he goes, are you the one with the hammer? And he goes, I've killed so many of them. It's kind of a blur. So he's implying but he can't like beat ants. <laughs> but he can't beat the ants. They're they they get up into the control room and um, you know, uh Scott and him have a hand-to-hand combat. And you know, he is getting the better of them, but I'm like, shouldn't he be destroying Scott? Like Scott's to me, I don't know if y'all disagree with this, but to me, he's not known like as a fighter. Like Captain America right. fights, he has technique when he fights Winter Soldier, same thing. These are soldiers who've learned to fight and Ant-Man, I guess, maybe a, like he learned in prison, I guess, but they only show him fighting a little bit like that. I don't know. That kind of bugged me. Yeah, that. During, during the fight, I was wondering if that suit gave him like, like upped his powers, upped his strength, because, yeah, looking at just the, the physicality of those two next to each other fighting, that did come into my head of like, why is this guy not kicking Paul Rudd's ass? You know? Yeah. Even I without the powers alone, you know, mm-hmm, right. I did enjoy that after the fight, there's a moment, I forget what Paul Rudd and I forget who it is. They're looking out, but they made Paul Rudd's face. Like this guy just got beat. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he's just like really red and like already kind of like swollen. Like, oh, well, that's good. I'm like, good. He right. would be beaten that bad. He right. wasn't matched. You know, he was overpowered by this God. Yeah, it it was just strange that he got he got whooped so bad. I Paul Rudd's uh, closest fight was Black Widow. Oh yeah, Paul Rudd somehow getting wins on people, wins and <laughs> wins and ties on on people in these movies. There was some like rumblings before the movie came out that I don't know I don't know if you all heard like that Ant Man is going to die in this movie to to make way for like Cassie, you know, to sort of take his place again for the young Avengers or whatever they're, they're sort of gearing up for with all these youngins. I don't know if y'all heard that. Do you, did you want to see that? I kind of, I kind of was interested to see how would that feel as a story if he was, and it kind of looked like they were getting close to that where King would take him out permanently uh, in that fight scene. until um, hope came in with her pew pews and they pushed him back somehow with that. Pew, 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 pew. That would have been really interesting to see if he would have died. Just, you know, like you said, to make way for uh, Cassie and Stature. I actually thought the Cassie that we saw in this movie was a variant. I thought she, they were oh. going to kill her off. Because I thought it was very weird that they replaced the actress. Yeah. So oh, did they? Thinking, yeah, yeah. The actress from this one is different from the actress from Endgame. Who's obviously oh, different from the the kid. The grandma. <laughs> yeah. Actress. <laughs> so you have three actresses playing Cassie in a matter of like five years. Granted, there's uh-huh. a time jump, so that's understandable. Yeah, so I thought that the premise of this movie would have been Hang says, hey, you lost time with your daughter, which he did. I can give that time back to you. But the one that he gives back to him is a different Cassie, a Cassie from another universe. Mm. Because 
this Cassie might have got the X. No. But <laughs> yeah. So I actually thought that in this movie, Cassie was going to die. Mm. What were your thoughts on uh, Scott, Paul Rudd, Ant Man in this movie? How do you, what were some moments that stood out with him specifically for you all? Frank, we can go with you. Well, no, I always think that he's uh, pretty enjoyable. I like pretty much everything that he does. So I'm a little bit biased, maybe a little bit of a celebrity crush, even though he doesn't have a hairy chest, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he did what he was paid to do, you know? He, he got the delivered the lines that he got. I actually did read that this was the first Ant-Man movie of the three that he did not co-write. Oh, interesting. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, I'm not sure. One of my favorite things I do after watching a film, whether it be you know on television or or going out to see the film, is I like to log into IMDb and then I like to read the trivia. And that was one yeah. of the things in the trivia that this was the first of the three that he didn't co-write. I'll text him afterwards and I'll see if he'll tell me um why why he did it we all need to know nat what about you well i love uh i think paul red's a great guy and i really enjoy what that he got cast as as ant-man at first i was like interesting because he's such a a comic guy each of the films of the mcu world have like a different feel so ant-man is more of a comedy feel to it versus uh, you know, Doctor Strange is is being a little darker, a little more dramatic. Uh, the other ones might be a heist. You got, you know, Spider Man is the high schooly type thing. So, for this comedy feel uh, line, I thought they did great casting. He's uh, such a treat. I, I think I like him even more now because he's Ant Man. And when this third third film of Ant Man, I think it was interesting to see how Scott has evolved. Like he went, we met him, he was in prison being finally released after three years and he had a great job and then he lost his job and now he's working at Baskin Robbins and all he wants is to be with his daughter. He loves his daughter very much and what he had to do. And so now we see, you know, now he's famous, he's established, he's writing a book, he's comfortable, there's security, he's a dad. So it's nice to see him win. He finally gets the girl like his he's with his daughter and he's famous and he's written a book and he's going on book tours so i like what how scott has evolved mm-hmm. i enjoy that i'm glad that he did like good like i like scott and he's finally making it yeah that was room for him chris i think there's a little part of it where you know he's seeing all of his avenger colleagues sort of pass the torch or be done in some way right he saw cap give up the shield iron man is you know passed maybe that's part of what he wants to do with that book he's like okay like my time as an avenger it's uh it was short-lived but i think it's over all my friends are you know not here anymore (laughs) or not heroing so let me just chill out but then obviously he's doing that as a caveat that okay i can still keep my daughter safe even though she's doing all this Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, Paul Rudd stuff. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting to see, like, that maturity, I guess, come from him. Um, where he's still, like, at the end of the day, like, anything for Cassie, I'm, you know, do whatever it takes. But then, now it's kind of cool. It's this father-son bonding moment that he didn't think he was going to get. He's like, okay, like, yeah, I can take my daughter to the mall. I can go watch a movie with her. Just, no, mm-hmm. you're going to go save the world with her. <laughs> yeah. There was a, 
with him and Cassie that that um Cassie's coming out of jail, right? Because she's I, I believe she was protesting and I think she she fucked with the police or something. And uh so they threw her in jail. And I kind of wish they went more into that between her and him, sort of. And and they did for that one scene, I feel like at the dinner table where she's like, at least I'm still doing something. You're just writing books. And if if we're able to to change the world or help people, we we should. You know, the writers, I always get this sense that they they want to say something, I guess, commentary on 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 social issues in the world, but they don't want to say too much because it is Disney and they don't want people to get too mad. So, you know, they they bring up the the activism and but then it stops right there. That's it. We've had our activism things. And um, even when Michael Douglas says, I know it's a charged word, but socialism, you know, but then that's it. We don't talk about it. That's it. We're not going to say anything more about it. Um, so I, I think I would have loved to delve more into Scott kind of struggling with that idea of that this Cassie's urge to to help and what he should do. I mean, he does help out in the end, but it, it was more in just like a bad guy versus good guy, not an oppressive system abusing its 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 citizens which i feel like kind of what they wanted to do but maybe they're not allowed to do as as a as a film or organization what i did love i think my favorite ant-man scene was the when they're in the probability storm and all the ant all, all the other scots show up and that was such a trippy fucking image like <laughs> to see all them and some grow some run some shrink there's a baskin robbins scott and uh you know just the different the different choices and i and i love thinking about stuff like that. And Dr. Strange also, you know, when they, they talk about the different Dr. Stranges, uh, right. The different choices we make, how things can change depending on what we do. So that, that was my favorite Scott part. Well, yeah. What were your thoughts on Cassie? This is our first, you know, she was the cute little girl in the first two movies. And now this is, this is her. She has a suit. He's trying to train her. I thought that was a funny part too. when he's like, I, I forget, like something and then tap, like um, yeah. jump and tap or whatever it jump was. And tap. Yeah, jump and tap. And he said, did you see it? And she goes, no, you're this small. No one can see you. Yeah. And, you know, it's there's a humor there uh, with that. Uh, but what were your thoughts on on Cassie? I didn't even recognize the realize it was a different um, actor, but OK, damn. I wonder what happened <laughs> to the the other lady. Yeah, she what got were blipped. She got blipped like in <laughs> real life. She got blipped. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think of of Cassie Lang? Uh, I well, I thought that the the character developments were like not as good as like let's say Ultron or something like that. But it she was she put me off a little bit. It's like oh, another angsty teen genius. Oh, oh, imagine that she has a suit. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. why are these older people letting this girl have a quantum suit? Like, okay. And so I didn't understand really where her need to help people come came from. Like, is it her mom? Like, it's not her mom. Is it because her dad's an Avenger? Like, oh, where does true. that yeah. need to be helping human people? Like, where did that come from? She seems like a quantum physics science girl. Mm-hmm. But she wants to help people. So it's like, I guess it could be both. But I'm like, I don't know. It it seemed, nah. I yeah. I think she got the want, the desire to like help people in like Ant-Man 2. And she's like, oh, you need a partner. You need someone that's going to look after your, your back and support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when 
he told her no, she got like offended by that. Mm. So I think that's kind of where some of it comes from. But I do agree that like, you know, in all the movies prior to this, the only character arc she or the only characteristic she had was cute. Now you give mm. her she's snarky. She's somehow very, very smart. Like if they would have put her being smart in the first two movies, I would like, okay, that makes sense. But mm. all of a sudden you just like create a Sims character and put IQ at a hundred on that scale. Yeah. And then and then activism a hundred and then uh sassiness because your dad left for five years a hundred um so i thought that was a little bit weird but i do think that i don't know if i like the acting choices that she did and maybe Mm -hmm. i can't say much because i'm not an actor uh but i thought it just wasn't as uh dramatic as it could be like you know you're in a different world you can't find half your family and you don't know what is going to happen to your dad. And it seemed a little bit bland for me mm. uh, from her. Yeah. How about you, Frank? I don't blame her too much or the actress too much on the choices because, <laughs> you know, again, popcorn action movie, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's not going to get deep. It's not going to get, you know, uh, it's not really going to uh, delve into how humans actually act. The big issue <laughs> I really didn't <laughs> necessarily have with her, but so much is like the whole family dynamic about the fact that her and michael douglas were working on this for years and they never talked to his ex-wife or his wife that spent you know, Michelle yeah. years and years down in the she called him grandpa quantum realm yeah, yeah. The, the lady spent 30 years in the quantum realm yeah you would think you know? scientists you think there'd be a discussion an exchange of information about you're not going to believe what it's like down there and wasn't yeah. yeah. Hey, what project are you and your grandpa working on down there? You know, how, yeah. how many years were they working on it? And then that never got back to her. Or they never asked her or she never suspected or right. got curious. I was confused too, when they go down to the basement and Scott and uh, Janet are, have these confused looks on their faces. I go, Oh, so Michelle Fiverr didn't know this was going on. And the only justification the writers gave was Hope saying, well, I've asked you about it and you don't want to talk about it. Well, has Cassie asked her about it? Maybe if Cassie asked, she'd be more willing to talk to Cassie about it, right? Like we have different relationships with different people. So maybe she didn't want to open up to Hope about it. Yeah, that that didn't make sense that Michelle Pfeiffer didn't know. And it's like they needed an out for the whole thing of her hiding this this whole what happened in there for 30 years kind of, that did fall short for for me as well yeah that's probably the biggest thing that probably rubbed me well that and the whole deus ex machina ant thing at the end but you know <laughs> go on um <laughs> we should go to modok i think nat you loved modok and you just don't want to <laughs> what why Mo- nat why not why what that's I'm hey, (laughs) you know, as I was trying to avoid spoilers and stuff online, the the little blips I did see was fans complain about Modoc's design in new movie. And I go, ah, I don't want to know. Don't show me. (laughs) So I was curious. That was one of the few things that I did know going into it. And, um, you know, when, (laughs) uh, I've played Marvel games. I I read a few of the comics and 
it's just an absurd looking character anyway. I don't know what people were expecting for like visually how this was going to look. It's when when you sort of have the rules on what he looks like and then they bring it to life. I, I Like just, you expect an actual human? Like, yeah, what did you expect was going to happen? Uh, I, when... See, I, I am not a comic book person or a, a, a player of games. So I did not know that this person, this character actually exists. I thought it was like, you know what would be funny? Let's just like, <laughs> like cram the uh, horn and a horner jacket, horner jacket, jacket, horner, yellow horner, jacket, yellow jacket, yeah, yellow yeah. jacket. Thank you. Let's just cram that in and like, like, like a flashback, like a reference, like, like Bill Murray, like, oh, there's, there's Bill Murray. Let's, let's bring this character back, but let's make him like this. So now that I understand that there's an actual character in this world, in the comics, and they, this is what he looks like. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Now I, now I can jive with that. I thought this was just like, you know, for me, the movie was a lot of like, what are they doing? So I thought it was just another moment. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, wonderful. I'm, I'm killing you already. Right. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that as a, as a reason that, um, okay, you thank know, that, you for accepting my, reason. yeah, <laughs> I won't edit that out. Frank, what did you think of, of, of Modoc? My housemate actually had heard rumblings that, yeah, that uh, Modoc was going to be in the film. So he kind of gave me a little bit of a rundown of who or what Modoc was, you know, mm-hmm. did someone uh, give but- me a, ro- a rundown maybe? I don't even know the rundown. So okay. uh, Chris yeah. or Frank, well, you. Well, from what I've read, uh, Chris will probably know, especially being an MCU uh, super fan. But yeah, all that I've read was wow. Most of what I got was what I read off of the IMDb tri- trivia after watching the movie about how Bodoc yeah, is an ex- character that exists. They basically used it because they needed a reason why what's his name would know about the. You know about the suits and about about uh, oh and yeah general and because they knew that in that first film Darren had been sent down to uh, the quantum realm, they decided to utilize that character to create him into Modok. Even though, from what I understand, Modok is not actually that character in right. Yeah, he's not Darren. Darren, there you go. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I, I kind of came away from Gregorian. Okay, if there's any role that I really would have liked to play, that would have been, <laughs> that yeah. would have been the most fun, the most ridiculous. And I think that's the thing, too, is I love ridiculousness. And that was the absolute most ridiculous thing in that film. It wasn't the ants? <laughs> More ridiculous in a different way. Yeah. The battle ants with their armor. With their it, armor. it wasn't... Uh, Kirby and Ditto that has holes. Okay. <laughs> Kirby okay, and okay question about the 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 red goo. Red goo. Red uh-huh. goo question. Now they drink the red goo and then they can understand everybody. Uh-huh. That's okay. how whiskey works. Sorry. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm, whiskey. Whiskey. Mm. Uh, how about this? Do you only have to drink it the one time? And you're good, or do you have to keep sipping it because your body's going to process the red goo and then lose your ability to understand them? These are good questions. That's Why a great question. Are you texting? texting Paul Rudd about text the... Paul Rudd. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, the red goo. Do you still have to keep drinking the red goo to be able to understand everybody, or is it a one you know one size fits all? I want to say I... region specific. 
like region you, specific. Yeah. So if you drink the red goo from the quantum realm, you understand quantum people. But okay. if you go to nowhere uh, where yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy are, you have to have a separate goo for that. The yellow goo, mm, the yellow yeah. brain root goo, uh-huh. the yellow, yeah. Okay. okay. I thought there was going to be like a Boston goo, uh, an Irish <laughs> goo, Ooh, where you just Nashville understand them better. Goo. Nashville, it's yeah. It's all just alcohol. <laughs> it's just, it's just alcohol, really. It's, yeah. uh, and what you learned from Duolingo. The, that goo was just a cranberry vodka. That was it. The walking yeah. cotton <laughs> jello shot is what he. It did. looked more he like really a to me than a, a cosmopolitan. A little more depth, a little more thicker. So. Yeah, that was a question I had about the red goo. Yeah, that was. They all spoke the same language. It was weird. I, I think I would prefer you need to drink the red one to understand them over there, and then for <laughs> them you got to drink a green one, and then this one you got to inject into your left thigh to understand those <laughs> creatures over there. Like, yeah, it, it sort of was just like convenient. And you don't want to understand those guys, and you don't want to understand them. It's and it's they put Rosetta weird. Stone out of shame. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, it's a uh, babble fish, you know. Yeah, Tiger's uh, Guide babble fish. You know, put a babble fish in here, and it translates everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, what did you think about uh, Modok? Sometimes I, most of the time, actually, I don't care for Marvel bringing back dead characters. Right? Like you don't um, like it? Yeah. Or, like okay, it's almost like leave them dead. That's how we learn new characters, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice to see older like characters come back, but I don't think Darren Cross was one of those characters. Were like, oh, I'm so happy to see him. Like <laughs> if, if if this was Iron Man, if this was Captain America, they're like, oh, this was great seeing them in another role or like seeing them come back. Mm-hmm. But since we haven't seen Darren Cross since the first Ant Man movie. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and why yeah. does he look like George Lopez? It, oh, no. <laughs> George. Poor George. Yeah, you know, I, I had fun with it. I don't know how your specific theater experiences were. I was one of the few people laughing, uh, which always feels weird. I, I feel like when, when I'm the only one laughing in a theater, I'm like, I'm either getting it more than you or I'm just tripping ass or what i don't know what the hell's happening but you know i I had the red goo it was i had the red goo that's what it was (laughs) my favorite part i think cassie was telling him like you don't have to you don't have to be a dick why are you such a dick and he's like it's too late for me i'm such a dick and i cackled so loud probably more than the line deserved to be cackled at uh and i realized no one else laughed at that line it was strange I've read some things like for how serious Jonathan Majors was playing Kang and how the the weight of the whole situation. Then you have a silly little guy, not little guy, silly gigantic head kind of floating by. <laughs> it it was a bit sort of like emotional whiplash of like, what, what? I, this is silly, but I'm also supposed to be stressed out for these people because uh, of the gravity of the situation. So, yes, I, I'm cool with MODOK, I think. I'm so I'm I glad little... he died. I'm glad he died. I don't need yeah. I don't need more of it. You know, we were there and it happened. It's like an X. <laughs> not be, it, it better not be like a spin-off movie of just Modoc going <clears throat> back and drinking red. I food. heard there was like an animated God. But I heard there was an animated series on Hulu that was Modoc, but it's it it's cartoons. So it it maybe doesn't look as 
jarring. It, it looks way more not like that. <laughs> Obviously, it's a, it's a cartoon, so it's like okay, like it's a lot of that where it definitely uh, appeals to the um, comedic eye. Um, I do have a little excerpt from Modok. You want to hear it? Oh, yes. here we go. Please. Yes. Yeah. So I have a little Marvel encyclopedia that my cousin got Very me for Christmas cool. last year. Nice. And so it says, scientists at AIM, which stands for Advanced Idea Mechanics, needed an organic computer to analyze the cosmic cube, which I guess is just a smart version of the Tetheract. So they mutated one out of AIM agent George Tarleton, which is the real character from MODOK. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As MODOK, mental organism designed only for killing, Tarleton quickly concluded that AIM would be better with him in charge and took over. As part of the intelligentsia, he helped make Red, Red Hulk, Red She-Hulk. However, uh, the hulked out Amadeus Cho caused him to revert to a normal man. Modok's brain had been cloned, however, and one of his brains developed into Modok Superior. So it's kind of just like he up, updating his system with a computer, uh-huh. almost like Arnim Zola in Winter Soldier, but okay. in a physical moving form. Interesting. I do uh, know. I did read that this they were actually looking at bringing back Modok a few different times in some of the past films. What? Uh, yeah, in what ninety seven, Jeff Vintard Stanley wrote a script for Iron Man that was going to feature Modok as the main villain. Then for Captain America: Winter Soldier, they were going to bring him in. Actually, they were eyeing Peter Dinklage to play him, and then nice. uh, eyeing Dinklage again to play him for Avengers Infinity War. And then they were going to do Anton Ivanov to become MODOK in the fifth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Interesting. But they never, yeah, obviously went with any of them. (laughs) Yeah. Just because they needed uh, some explanation of why, you know, they knew about Ant-Man in the quantum realm is the only reason why, yeah. Right. Interesting. Um, So the movie ends. I thought there was going to be a huge fake out and I was sort of disappointed because, you know, Paul is back. They, they kind of bookend the movie with this walking and welcome back is playing in the background and people are waving at him with their dogs and he's doing the inner monologue and he said, save the world. Kang is dead. Is Kang dead? Yeah, he's dead, right? Yeah. Pretty sure we killed him. And you know, that happened for the next two, three minutes and I thought, oh my God, he's going to show up again. Like a bus is going to pass by and there's this version of Kang standing there um, or even in the restaurant. I, I was like, if he was a server, I don't know. Like if he, if he's, oh, the buildings come crashing down and he's standing there, but then no, it was the cake was bad. The Baskin Robbins cake. Yeah. Net. But if you look, if you remember, uh, spoiler alert, Frank, sorry, do, uh, for, for Dr. Strange at the end, Doctor Strange is walking down the street and you uh-huh. know, everything's going good. And then all of a sudden right. he gets his other eye. And then the, the woman from the future uh, shows up. I was like, I need you. Let's go. And he's like, mm, okay. So I was expecting that as yes. well. Like, okay, oh, yeah. oh, it's going to come. It's going to come right now. He's, gonna come out. he's one of the servants. He's going to come out of the cake. What's going to happen? You know, it's, Ooh, yes. I was expecting the same thing too. Because can we have something like something Right. Well, speaking of the end, that final moment was actually a little weird, a little, a little odd. The cake moment. Yeah, yeah. Ending with the the cake and the way that kind of whole scene ended, it, it just felt. I mean, I know it's a whole you know slice of life. You just you know it ends at this point without a real definitive, you know. But it almost seemed like a very kind of like whimper. Mm-hmm. That 
a final moment of the film. Yeah, I fully, I fully agree with with that description of it. A whimper. It was, it, yeah. It. I wanted more, and to just kind of fake us out with, like the cake was gross. Uh, sure. I guess that's a guess. That's an idea. I was watching it. Oh, go ahead, Nat. I was going to ask Michael, uh, like from for you, you know, we had you did the episode this year of your show of like before seeing the film and now you're watching the film. What was your expectations of this film before watching it? What were you expecting? Well, we unfortunately, like our schedules, we couldn't actually do the episode where we predict stuff. I, I was disappointed. And I guess if I think about it in, I think Chris was saying it, like framing it as an introduction to Kang and this, his, his Kang dynasty, these council of Kangs. If I, if I just view it as that versus like an Ant-Man movie, then it was cool. I was so, I'm so excited for Jonathan Majors. So before, yeah, I, I, I just think I was a little disappointed. Um, okay. I still really enjoyed the movie, but for what, I thought just like predicting in my own head uh, in my diary uh, what I thought was going to happen. I think a a little disappointed. And then the whimper, I think that's such a great word um, to, to describe that ending. I will, Chris, what did, what did you think of how it ended? Um, So I was watching a video of just like, you know, they break down a lot of these movies. um, Mm -hmm. And in this video, he's saying like, Oh, Scott is fixated on the colors green and purple. The cake is green. Uh, everybody that walks by him, he only notices the purple shirts. Everybody else is kind of a blur in the background. Um, so oh, he's only paying attention to green and purple and colors along um, that look like that. And so I think more of a psychological aspect, it shows, oh, I'm still not over that whole fight, that whole scenario. There's mm-hmm. a lot of flashbacks coming in my mind. So even if it's not a physical oh shit this is gonna happen for him it's very mental it's very like no it's still in my head like i don't know it's very similar to iron man's ptsd and iron man 3 where he's like Mm -hmm. everybody that asks him about new york he's flipping out and i think scott is doing that in his own way where obviously it's more uh, comical but it's like oh green purple green purple Mm -hmm. and like um so i think that was really interesting for them to point out like oh Kang might be physically gone right now. We don't know, but we, we know he's going to show up later on, mm-hmm. but his presence lives rent free in Scott's head. Mm-hmm. And that's going to stay there for the next three years until secret wars and King dynasty come out. Yeah. What did you all think of the end credit scenes? There was two of them. What did you all think of those? I saw the first one and I was like that, that little two minute thing about and all the different version of Kang that was super exciting. I think that little two minute was probably one of the most exciting two minutes of my movie experience yesterday. Sadly, my husband really had to go pee. So I missed the second one. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. He, I know Loki was like, Hmm, Loki was involved. So yes. I know that. Because yeah. I read it and I'm like, oh, I missed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got up from our chairs and Googled real quick to see if there was a second one and then went back in and sat down. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Frank? Uh, I thought they were they were fun. I mean, I definitely loved the first one. Mm-hmm. Hands down, you know, 
And also, the first one definitely felt a lot more foreboding than anything you really got in the film itself. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. uh, and then the second one, eh, I don't know. It, it, was, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. For his purpose, my housemate got excited to see Loki because he's a big fan. You know, yeah. I was kind of more annoyed that I had to stick around until all of the credits were done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and if you guys yeah. could share to me, what was the second one with Loki? What exactly happened that in that little tidbit? Um, like what, eight, late 1800s, I think it was. Yeah, it definitely was the time of, you know, when cameras were the guys in the blanket. And he's like, all right, look over here now. And um, <laughs> it sort of was giving off those vibes. Jonathan Majors definitely looked like Frederick Douglass. Oh, wow. And so like that style of dress and he's Mm -hmm. up there talking about time and really cool, deep, just one liners about time. And it cuts to the crowd and Loki's in the crowd and he looks terrified with Owen Wilson, with Owen Wilson. And he says, that's him. And Owen Wilson says, that guy, I thought he was going to be scarier and or I thought he'd be more terrifying or whatever. And Loki says, oh, he is. And it cuts back to Jonathan Majors Mm -hmm. and it cuts um yeah definitely on the for the the people who saw loki it would i guess make more sense as far as like putting like what what the hell is owen wilson doing there if you i haven't seen it chris what were were your thoughts on it so on the first one i was probably just as hyped as so fucking things in the audience (laughs) um like you see like those two kids like yeah (laughs) yeah and then like you know i'm thinking about that in terms of like the MCU of like, okay, there's a Pharaoh version. There's a professional version. There's um, a bunch of regular, not regular, but like um, constant versions of Kane. Mm-hmm. And if we think about Secret Wars coming up and possibly Young Avengers, we're going to have multiple versions of a lot of our favorite heroes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have different Captain Americas. We're going to have different Iron Mans. We're going to have different Lokis, different Spider-Mans. And so that might all come to play i think they've hyped up secret wars uh secret wars and king dynasty to be bigger than infinity war and endgame just because of all the people that they're trying to pull in yeah now, now i've heard rumors of who they are trying to get or have selected already and locked in and if they pull all this off it's going to be amazing i think it's going to be every marvel lover's dream to see that movie knowing all the hype that it's going to come out Mm-hmm. so I, I love the first one the second one when i talked about michael about predictions i was going to predict loki was going to show up in this in some way or form mm-hmm. because the events from endgame scott lang is part of the reason why loki escaped mm-hmm. it wasn't it was in addition with iron man captain american hulk but and it was a big part of him escaping um and then the events of loki ends up in king king ends up in ant-man so i'm like okay there's it's for sure that this triangle is going to be completed and Loki's going to, you know, pop up in here somewhere. Um, so I was glad I got that right. <laughs> yeah. And it, one, I was thinking too, like, Tom Hiddleston has been the longest running actor in MCU so far. Originally all the way back to Thor, and no one else has made it into a later Phase 4 project or a Phase 5 project besides him. So I'm like, okay, you know, if any character is going to get it, I'm glad it's Loki. I'm glad it's Tom Hiddleston. So yeah, I was excited to see it. And I'm, you know, I saw the Loki season one, very excited for season two. And because after season one, him and Owen Wilson don't know each other. Right. So them in this post credit scene, they're buddy-buddy again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious to see, like, 
what that gap was between them not knowing each other and them being best friends. Yeah. I was cool with it. I, I love Loki. So, I mean, any, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for whenever they bring in somebody else. I, it's, I'm kind of like a, uh, I'm a slut for stuff like that. Um, and so you, you just bring anybody in. I, I lose my mind. And even if it doesn't make any sense, I will. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard <laughs> from uh, when he was a pimp in that one movie. Um, oh, no, because he played Rhodes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Hustle and Flow was the Hustle movie. and Flow. Yes, Hustle and Flow. But yes, yeah. Um, bring all the Terrence Howards from Empire. And so I was cool with that. I loved <laughs> I loved the Kang. I need I need all the Kangs. I need whatever movie or show coming up. I need. Hang it I, up. Just hang I, it up. Kang. I need up. activist Kang. I need hipster Kang. I need Donald Kang Trump. I need mm-hmm. Kang mm-hmm. Tucky Fried Chicken. I need <laughs> just mm-hmm. all the different kind. Just give me all of them. Let Jonathan King Majors. Kang. What's King that? King Kang. King Kang. Uh, King Princess Fu Kang. Panda. Yeah. What? Kang Fu Panda. Kang Fu Panda. Very good. <laughs> For the Asian listeners out there, very good. Glad we got that in there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I ju- I was excited. I almost spilled my soda uh, when we they're like, oh, there's three on the screen. Oh, it's an arena full of them. They're having a a, a chapter meeting. They're having a conference of just Aww. kings. It's uh, Kang Kong. Kang Kong. Kang Kong. Kang Kong. Thank God. I need my invitation for Kang Kong. Uh, <laughs> That's all about everything, everything I have. I'm curious to, to end it all out. What's another movie you all are looking forward to? It doesn't have to be MCU. It could just be any movie coming out in the next 12 months. What's a movie you're looking forward to? Uh, I look excited for John Wick 4. Ooh. I do love John Wick. And so I'm going to be interested to see John Wick 4. Ooh. Yeah. Very cool. I have I saw the first one barely last year while I was on parental leave, and it was mm-hmm. incredible. But I'm slacking on two and three, two so and I need three. to I need to do those before the fourth one comes out. Frank, yes. what are you excited for? Is there anything uh, pops in your head? One of the uh, trailers before our film was for Scream. Was Scream? Scream Six? Yeah, that I'm looking forward to for sure. But the Scream cool. movies are always a lot of fun. Very cool. And Chris. I'm a big Disney fan, as Michael knows. So when they announced Toy Story 5, I was very hyped about that. They Toy announced Story Toy Five. Story 5? Did not they're, know. They're, they're announcing, and they're announcing uh, Frozen 3, Toy Story 5, <sighs> I want to say Inside Out 2, and one more movie is getting a sequel. <laughs> what? And who, who did you text I, for this information? <laughs> How long uh, was I in the bathroom? <laughs> I, 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 te- I texted Buzz Lightyear himself. Oh, very I heard good. About, but Toy Story Five, but I heard about it. The respects of that, there are a lot of people that were actually upset about it. Why? The way that four ended, and they thought that nothing should go on after four because of the how four ended the storyline of four. Yeah. 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 Are yeah, they it's... saying that four was the perfect ending, and they shouldn't mess with it? Is that apparently? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that it was a perfect book end to end book like. End. The- series of it mm-hmm. i haven't seen four so you know i don't know myself. yeah i four. i definitely loved four i loved i love i thought three was an amazing way to end it and then four came out and i thought okay cool let's stop because i i don't 
want a yeah. shitty one to be in there. Yeah. And then it becomes, a, I like the first four, but the fifth one can suck it. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm scared now for a fifth and and a third Frozen. I'm scared because I love the first two Frozens. Um, I've seen the first oh, yeah. one. I haven't seen the second one. The second one is so good. Either. But so we, also saw, go. we also saw the trailers for, speaking of sequels, uh, Indiana Jones, the new one. Now, Indiana Jones is interesting because only the odd number movies are good you know, the first one, the third yeah. one, uh, the second and fourth ones were just terrible. We, we don't bring up the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Michael that's... and I have to vouch for the second one just because yeah. of uh, Jonathan Kwan. Yeah, that's the only oh. reason. Yeah, we have to. Love him, come on. The I don't share, Franks. I, 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 I like to. You know, I'm sorry. that The opening number. Anything goes. I love that. I know it by heart. Come on. Um, No, I like I like Temple of Doom. But yeah, so interesting. Yeah, Harrison Ford doing it again for fifth time. Older, wiser, grayer should be Mm -hmm. interesting. He's still hot, just like uh, Michael Douglas was in Ant Man. Yeah, it still looks good. He still has. They have charisma. And damn you, men getting better with age. Damn you, men. (laughs) Why do you guys get better with age? Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer. No, Michelle Pfeiffer looked amazing. Uh, I don't know how old Angela Bassett is, um, but I feel like she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Another gorgeous. Yeah. Kind of forever. Oh, I know. Got derailed. What were we talking about? Michelle, yeah. Who's you excited about? Or uh, Toy Story. Toy uh, Story. And then, uh, yeah. But Chris, about you, what, what, what are you looking for? You just said, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. The Toy Story. But five. More so, uh, Toy Story than Scare. the other ones. But I think Inside Out, if they do, if they have a plans for a second one, it's going to be really interesting because you're going to get a different aged Riley. Mm-hmm. And so uh, emotions are going to change a lot between 12 and possibly like. Uh, who knows like 16 17 <laughs> right yeah. however old they decide to 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 make her. yeah i'm i'm cool with that they did a movie about my in, my inner feelings at 16 it would not be an r-rated it would be nc-17 movie you know? uh, yeah not quite be... Disney. i don't think we want to see my thoughts when i was 17 um <laughs> even now uh I'm for just the like... panel for the panel so i can watch certain marvel movies over and over and over again which Marvel movie have, of the ones have you seen that you can like, it's, it comes on TV and you're like, stop, we're watching this. Or you can watch it over and over again. Or you know it, you've watched it so many times you know it by heart. I would say Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. Like yeah. if, I'm, if I'm doing work, I have it on in the background. And I'm, or I'll even like play it as I'm in the car. Because like I know the scene, I know what's yeah. going on. I don't need to watch it. I can just hear it. Those three are the definitely the ones that I have seen probably at least twenty to thirty times. So Civil War, Endgame, and what was the third one? I've seen Wakanda Forever a few times at this point. Definitely the Guardians movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are so much fun. Yeah, um, we're watching the movies with uh, our son, um, sort of in. I'm curious now what your order is, but I'm we're doing it in like chronological as far as like so captain america was first and yes. then captain marvel was second uh um, yes okay yes. so yeah so that so, um, chronological order. i'm gonna yeah. give you a completely random timeline you're gonna yeah. start with uh black widow <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> oh no 
That would, but I have it here. I have it I don't, little, yeah, but she's in we're the not, middle. We're not starting it over. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so it is it is interesting watching them and I to to see which ones my son is more into than others. Uh, I'll look over and he's just playing with his toys, not even watching. I go, we'll just get through it because you can't watch the next thing until <laughs> this thing. Yeah, there are there are some that I, you know, Thor 2 was sort of a dud, I think. And then I was like, we just got to get through it, baby. We just got to watch it. Okay. We just, <laughs> I promise like if things happen, but we just need to get we're gonna through it. We're going to have it on in the background. We're going to yeah. cook. We're going to clean. We're going to do yeah. your homework. Yeah. This is all we're doing. I think the Guardian, I'll pick the Guardians movie. So that's the ones I've seen the most. Right. Uh, Endgame and Infinity War and then the Ant-Man movies are the ones I'm most familiar with. The ones that I'll usually, if I see that it's on, I'll, I'll watch it or have it on the background. And, Those are probably and the, you mentioned, Mike, the, you thought um, Dark World, right? Dark World was a yeah. dead. Which, yeah. Chris, which one did you think was a dead? I think all of them except for Ragnarok. <laughs> And oh, that, like that with all of them, all the MCU movies, Nat, or just Thor movies? Oh, no, just like in the, in the first phase. Like, like well, no, mm-hmm. all of them. No, all of them. Which one do you think is the If is I was to rank my at least yeah. three, oh. I would say Thor the Dark World, Eternals. You can get the fuck out of here. And, and no. then three. Uh, no, no, Iron Man 3, sorry. Iron, Iron Man 3? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I, Chris, I'm with you. <laughs> no, um, this Nat, is over. Nat's out. <laughs> we're cutting it off at uh, Iron Man. <laughs> we're cutting it off at um when we were talking about the cake. That's when the episode will end. <laughs> we never make it to this part. I'm clipping timelines. Frank, do you have uh, least favorite out of? Any well, of honestly, them? I haven't seen enough of them to have a least favorite out of all of them. I would say. Mm. But I do have to say my feelings have changed on Guardians of the Galaxy. I enjoyed the first one. The second one was... Uh, <gasps> it's gotten to the point where I Break. hate that so much that I can't watch them. No. I like everybody but him. Oh, oh, who is Chris it? Pratt? I'm sorry. Chris. Oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, I like everybody but him. Yeah. So if I watch the movie, I, I can't stand <laughs> him. I love everybody else. I've heard that, and I, I hear you on that. Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed something. Is did Chris did? Is it because of the acting, or did something happen that you? Uh, it, it, because of the acting, mostly to be okay. honest with you. Okay. And kind of getting to know who he is as a person more, and then his acting choices just make me be like, mm, I'm not really a fan. But okay. and of all the Chris's, he's not even top ten. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Pine, Chris again. Chris Evans. Wait, I don't think I can name. <laughs> Hemsworth, Pine, and, and hold on, you guys just said Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Evans. Pine, Evans. Evans, there you go. Those three, yeah, they kind of all battle for the top spot. And then me. And then you, Chris <laughs> Ewan. Uh, oh, you're a close fourth, Chris. Yeah. Very yeah. Close. <laughs> I'm definitely above Chris Pratt. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh my God. Frank, uh, are you going to see a Galaxy Three then? With even though you're not, mm, it's so? probably one of those that I may catch it when it's on television. It's streaming. I don't think I'll be going to see it at the theaters. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I really appreciate this. This I always get um uh, cheered up when I get to talk to to people, and um I was excited for this. And this got me out of my mental mental low for the for the week so I, I i appreciate this thank you thank you so much 
Thank you. See you at the yeah. movies. Yes. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, Don't great forget to drink your red goo, everybody. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I need a refill on my red goo. All of them. Let Jonathan King Majors. Kang. What's King that? King Kang. King Kang. Uh, King Princess Kang. Yeah. What? King Fu Panda. King Fu Panda. Very good. <laughs> For the Asian listeners out there, very good. Glad we got that in there.